is Market Open Podcast, bringing you engaging conversations and insights from leading ASX-listed companies. We welcome our host, Stuart Walters, for another episode, where he'll talk to the individuals behind Australia's top companies of tomorrow. Joining us today is Neil Young, Managing Director of Elixir Energy, ASX Code EXR. Neil has more than 20 years' experience as a senior manager developing upstream and downstream assets for the energy sector. Now as Managing Director for Elixir Energy, there is a new idea for a multi-TCF gas play in Queensland with some truly exciting results and is building up a matured Mongolian asset the size of Belgium. Neil, thanks for joining me today on Market Open Podcast. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Can you describe the concept of an energy super basin and what led you to the grandest gas project? So Wood Mackenzie, who is the world's leading consultant in the oil and gas sector, developed this concept only within about the last year or so. And uh, what it is, is the co-location of three important factors in the energy sector. Firstly, oil and gas. Secondly, renewables. And thirdly, carbon capture and storage. And in their view, where these three things are present in one location, that is an energy super basin. The relevance of that is that this is where big companies will want to be and where capital will be spent. It's about leveraging existing and new oil and gas in low carbon ways that, for instance, use renewables to supply electricity for for operations and that use carbon capture and storage to deal with, for instance, uh, CO2 emissions that result from operations or indeed can be captured and stored independently. So it's a really fascinating concept. I think it really resonates strongly. The industry follows what Wood Mackenzie says. So if this is a, a phenomenon which does arise, we think our asset in the Tarim Trough is in one of these energy super basins. And we've demonstrated that so far with an agreement that we did with Origin Energy, whereby they are acquiring a new carbon capture and storage license that overlies our petroleum license and they agreed to pay us to get access to our well board to gather data relevant for carbon capture and storage pur- purposes. And uh, we, we made a million dollars profit out of that deal. In this region, there's very strong solar and reasonable wind. There are a number of existing and planned uh, solar farms. So again, that goes to the ability to supply electricity for future gas operations to make them lower carbon intensive. So it's, it's a great concept. It's one that we think applies to our area. And for a junior company to be in one of these basins is important because if we are right, then big eyes, big capital, big companies will come here to partner and own these assets in the long term. Now, what took us to the Troom Trough? I mean, this is a known deep Bowen Basin play. Our technical team has looked at this you know, over the decades. Um, this asset... Uh, came to us really by us responding quickly to the geopolitical turmoil that the Ukraine war induced by thinking that assets in Australia would become more valuable as we unfortunately were entering into a new Cold War. We knew about this location. We looked at a couple of ways to to get into it. and We struck a deal in the middle of last year to do so under what we think were, were pretty very reasonable terms with the private owners of a company that had a permit, which is is now uh, under uh, our ownership, um, ATP 2044, and which we've recently drilled the Daydream 2 well into. 
Elixir unexpectedly struck a permeable gas zone with gas flowing to surface without stimulation. What is the significance of this discovery? So our, our targets uh, were and remain deep unconventional strata zones in the Permian section. The sandstones, which uh, BG Group, now Shell, have previously flowed and which uh, form the contingent resources that we and others have booked. Also coals, uh, which uh, we've measured recently and which are extensive in this region too, which would not previously flow, but we think are a very attractive target for us. So we announced today uh, you know, substantial thick uh, coal and sandstone measures uh, in this area. But what we found last week was that gas free flowed from a permeable reservoir and no one to our knowledge has experienced this before. Now the relevance of this is that free flowing permeable reservoirs have enormously stronger economic characteristics than the unconventional targets which we have found. Those unconventional targets require stimulation and typically gas flows from them at lower rates and, and not in lesser quantities overall. A permeable zone will flow at higher rates without investing in stimulation and uh, uh, over a longer duration. So the economics are markedly better. Now, this is a, an early stage find. It could be small, it could be big, we don't know. But what we do know is that an enormous amount of work will go into finding uh, about this. The eyes from big companies have come on to us because of this discovery. Now, we've seen in other locations in the world, and the best, uh, the most resonant one for Australians is in the Perth Basin in recent years. People went deeper than they ever had before, expecting only to find tight gas plays. They found free-flowing ones. That caused enormous interest, capital, takeovers in that area. Now, we, can, we don't know whether that can be replicated here. It's too early, but we know that now there's a possibility of that. So that's enormously exciting. And uh, the one that uh, can be uh, very valuable for our shareholders uh, in the success case. So clearly we will be focusing on both the initial targets of the unconventional play, which have very large resources and we've done better than expected there, but also this new permeable play, in effect, a conventional reservoir which we can flow at maybe substantially higher rates than we've anticipated from the unconventional reservoirs that we have discovered here. And what made you drill that extra 100 metres of total depth? Degree of luck and degree of skill here. Um, we were going very well in our drilling here. We decided that we needed an extra bit of depth to really uh, uh, constitute what's called a rat hole, a place where you know if, if things break and they fall down the hole, it doesn't, doesn't stop you doing things. And because we were going well, we decided to go a bit further. Near our planned initial total depth of four 200 meters, we encountered this, you know, the gas kick, this, this gas that flowed from the impermeable reservoir. So we went a bit further. And uh, that was, as I say, a bit of luck and a bit of skill and one that, that's uh, been replicated often in our industry in the past when people just went that little bit deeper and found very interesting things. And what have you seen since? So in, in that deeper zone, we, we, we've got a little bit more of this zone, we think. We're still analysing this and more work will be required to, to be done to ascertain what its true potential is. We got that additional rat hole that we wanted and we've undertaken logs, which you reported today, over the entire Permian section. And, we, and we've identified the net pay sections in sandstones and the potential net pays in the coals which when we add them both together are more than, more than 200 metres, which uh, 
in a, in a vertical well like this is, is a lot of potentially interesting reservoir to be playing with in both stimulation and unconventional sense and in this in this new conventional reservoir sense as well. Gas has a big role to play in the energy transition. How important could findings from Daydream 2 be for the wider industry? I mean, the COP conference in the Middle East has just finished and, and, and it certainly recognised that gas had a an enormously powerful role to play for many decades to come. And, and that's you know, from a fairly conservative, from a gas point of view, uh, a group there. And there are many more aggressive views than about how strong gas uh, will have a role to play. But as of yet, there is no other solution to match the intermittency of renewables in, in electricity generation. There are many other applications for gas, for instance, in making cement and, and other processes yet where again tonight, today there are no other alternatives. Now, hopefully there will be, but those things typically take many, many years to, to come to fruition. So gas has a strong role to play. In terms of this location, it's not somewhere far away that needs a lot of infrastructure, new pipelines, uh, things like that. So that, that, that's important for people who might want to invest in a, say, a pipeline development, you want a return over 30 years. We're less than 100 k's from existing uh, gas uh, transmission infrastructure. Secondly, the, the gas here is very low in CO2. You don't want to find gas that needs CO2 to be separated and then either vented or, or, or injected. So that's a big tick. Um, as I mentioned earlier in terms of the energy super basin concept, here our scope one and scope two emissions in a future development can be substantially ameliorated by, for instance, using electricity in processing plants, even in drilling and with that electricity backed by renewable energy sources. So again, that's important to, to gas being as, as lean as possible in the energy transition. One thing that came out of COP was the industry committing to reduce methane emissions. Now, this is when you've got an old well or an old pipeline system that has some gas escaping and, and floating into the atmosphere, and methane can be a potent but short-term addition to, to the greenhouse gas effect. Now, when we're doing a new play here, the latest technologies will be applied that minimize methane emissions. And we commercially want to do that anyway. Methane is very valuable in Australia. It's worth like $12 a gigajoule. And so we also see the methane footprint here as being, being very, very minimal too. If we look briefly at Mongolia, what are the forward plans at Nomgon? So in our, in our Mongolian pilot project at Nomgon, we've been flowing uh, fluid from the subsurface for, for around a year now. We had some early flush gas production. We, we've concluded that that was gas present in fractures uh, rather than in, in the cleats where the vast volume of gas are in a coal seam gas play. We've been flowing water from this now for, for a year. We've, we've added another well a number of months ago. We are considering adding another one or two more wells here. And this is entirely typical of a coal seam gas pilot play, particularly in a virgin country like this. I mean, you can have water flowing for quite a number of years before you get gas to come out as the depressurization in the system follows from this water production process. So we'll continue that in, in Mongolia for six or 12 months and, uh, and see how the gas flows as we move through the course of next year. That, will, that, when it happens, will serve to validate the overall play. Clearly, we're more focusing on Queensland now, but the Mongolian asset is still valuable. We'll have strategic decisions to make about bringing partners and, and such like into that as we move forward, and uh, uh, and we'll, we can we can we've we've demonstrated we can do both at once. We're coming into the Christmas period. Do you give yourself some time off before reflecting on what you've achieved this year, 
before looking ahead to 2024? Uh, there's an enormous amount to be done in 2024. We'll be hitting the ground running in January, but uh, I was certainly aiming for, for, for a couple of weeks off to, to, to uh, relax a little bit and uh, recharge the batteries for what uh, we believe will be an incredibly exciting and value-adding year in, in 2024 with the uh, stimulation and pilot project, uh, pilot production project planned uh, for Queensland and then the ongoing work in Mongolia that we've just described. You've had an exciting year. We look forward to seeing what's ahead in 2024. Neil, thanks for joining me today on Market Open Podcast. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much for the invitation. That concludes another episode of Market Open Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, LinkedIn, Twitter, rss.com and marketopen.com.au. Until next time, happy investing. The content of this podcast is intended to be general in nature and is not personal financial product advice. It does not address the circumstances of any individual or entity. You should not construe any of this information or other part of this material as legal tax, investment, financial or other professional advice. Market Open and its employees are not financial advisors. You should consider seeking independent, legal, financial taxation or other advice to check how any information relates to your unique circumstances. Nothing contained in this podcast constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by Market Open or any third party to buy or sell securities or other financial instruments in this or any jurisdiction in which such solicitation or offer would be unlawful under the security laws of such jurisdiction.